With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, anyone listening, and welcome back to another episode of the Views from the Loft podcast. I'm Aaron. Join me as always, Trevor. It's happy. It's happy. It's happy. It's happy. I was going to say, like, happy to be here, but instead it came out, it's happy. It's happy. And then it's I happy. thought, like, I could say it's happy hour, but then I just melted. I well, it's not happy hour because it's 1230 at night. Um, it's 1230. <laughs> That's early for us, though, basically. That's Most pretty. Time. Yeah, this is probably the earliest podcast we've recorded since, like, the first couple episodes. Yeah, um, when we actually did them at reasonable times. Yeah. So a couple things off the bat I uh, figured I'd talk about. Uh one uh bad news uh there's three pieces of news relating to the podcast uh so this is the news for the podcast and then after this we'll do actual news uh first piece of news uh we're gonna cut out the movies we watch segment uh i just thought it would be better to get back to the shortness of the episodes uh being around like you know an hour and a half long the past couple have been like two hours and uh i mean honestly if people haven't watched the movie i don't, I don't see the point in in talking about it uh, I just got a Discord message, so I'm going to go on Do Not Disturb. But, uh, yeah, we're going <laughs> to cut out movies we watch unless it somehow relates to the main film we're discussing. And uh, we're also going to be trying to shorten up the news a little bit just to kind of try to get back into the groove of things. Um, the second thing is, which if you're watching on YouTube, you probably noticed, uh, there's not going to be any video for the foreseeable future because Zoom is just fucking up for me and trevor both uh two weeks ago we tried to use zoom and trevor's zoom wasn't working and then last week we tried to use zoom and something happened where it didn't record correctly on my end so i I don't know what's up with zoom but most of our listeners come from audio only anyway so i hope everyone's i hope everyone's cool with that uh and then the third piece um this episode is going to work a little bit differently. Me and Trevor are recording this by ourselves right now, but then when we get into the actual discussion, it'll be a discussion with a few guests that we have on. We have uh, our friends Trey, Brandon, and Gabe. Uh, Trey, Brandon, and Gabe were all in the Zoom commentary track, and then Gabe was also in the Paul Blart commentary track. So that's already been recorded. Um, also... I don't know if you, how much you want to get into detail on this, Trevor, but we, we talked about it in the pre-recorded session. Mm-hmm. I remember we made some jokes about it. Uh, you had a bit of a COVID, COVID scare earlier this week, but it's all good now. Yes, it's seemingly all good. Yeah, everyone involved was tested negative, but uh, mm-hmm. when we recorded the, the latter half of this podcast, uh, the tests had not come in yet. So and I made- was drunk. Yeah, we and he was coughing, so we made some jokes about Trevor having having COVID. <laughs> but you, you do not save that for the outro. Let them think I have COVID. I guess you're right. Yeah, but you didn't have COVID, so that's no. Good. That's important to know. It's I'm glad that everybody will know I'm safe. I'm not yeah. dying. Don't worry, crappy. I'm still kicking. <laughs> I'll still be there to like your reviews. 
I've had a sore throat like the past two days, and I thought maybe Uh-oh. I had COVID, but I think it's just because I smoke. Uh, <laughs> uh, but okay, let's get into the news, Trevor. Uh, just some quick news here, as we said. Uh, uh, Umbrella Academy, it's coming out July 31st, and The Man. Boys, it's coming out September 4th. So hmm. I thought those were two kind of similar shows, both dealing with superheroes. Uh, Indeed different takes but uh have have you seen either of of the first seasons uh i've not finished either of them okay but you and both of them i've watched with you what i have seen oh okay well God, how long has it been since umbrella academy i think it came out in 2019 it feels longer <laughs> it, it, feels... it feels like years Aaron. The, the first one came out in february 2019 you're fucking me no, I was thinking the that's same like thing. That's like a month. That's like a year and six months. Yeah, I it was feels on... like I. It feels like we watched that straight out of high school. No, yeah, it feels like years ago. Um, Holy shit! I was thinking the same thing because a couple of months ago I was on Netflix and I got Umbrella Academy recommended to me. And I'm like, when season two come out? It's been like three years, and I checked, <laughs> and it had been like a year. Um, but yeah, second season's coming out on July 31st. Uh, I'm actually rewatching the first season. If we still had movies we watched, I would talk about that, but I won't. Um, and the boys is coming out September fourth, and I'm probably gonna rewatch that as well. But yeah, all right. This next one comes from DC Cinematic Universe, our favorite cinematic universe to talk about say. every week. Feels like the past few weeks we've had a lot of DC heavy news. Um, Ray Fisher, did you hear about this? Um, the actor who plays Cyber, Josh Whedon, shit. Yeah, he uh-huh. he. He made a tweet saying that um, Whedon's onset behavior was gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable. Um, But then in an Instagram Live, uh, he said that I am still very much under contract and I am still very much under non-disclosure agreement. So he can't speak any further on that. Um, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Johns and John Berg, who are both producers for Justice League, have came out and said that these are 100% untrue, and what Ray Fisher is saying is just a, a lie. And I believe, I believe one of them came out and said that he was that Ray Fisher actually got pretty upset with some stuff, which is all. It's always kind of been rumored, and I think it's pretty much confirmed at this point that uh, his character Cyborg was meant to have a much larger role. And Josh Whedon kind of cut him out. So it seems like uh, Jeff Johns and John Berg are kind of trying to portray this as he's just mad because he got cut. Um, but then then there's some other stories that I've heard that essentially um, – if you well, you haven't seen Justice League, but I have. Uh, there's a scene in typical Josh Whedon fashion where the Flash, played by Ezra Miller – falls on Wonder Woman and touches her boobs and then looks at her confused, like, you know, awkward moment. And reportedly, um, uh, Gal Gadot, who plays Wonder Woman, uh, was either not, I'm pretty sure it was just she's not aware that that happened. But some people were saying that she refused to do that scene. But Josh Whedon put it in any way using a body double. Um I believe like what what's been confirmed is that she was right. just not a, uh, not aware, but some people are saying that she, you know, was 
was against that. Wait, she's happening. not. Wait, okay. So is it implying that she's not aware like now? Or no, she no, I'm aware like upon release. Yeah, yeah, I believe okay, it was like. I, I have to admit, I find it a very funny idea <laughs> that she hasn't the, watched the movie. Yeah, the fact that she just has not watched Justice League. No, yeah, I think the idea is that uh, she was not aware that that was even a scene that was happening. Some people are saying that she, they said like, hey. Ezra Miller is going to fall on your boobs. It's going to be funny. <laughs> and she said, no, I don't want to do that scene. And then they said, oh, okay. And then they did it anyway with a body double. And they just Christ. kind of told her to to react like, hey, we need a shot of you reacting like you're you're confused. And, and that's what was used I think to. about how surreal it would be to watch a film and a body double gets her tits grappled. Yeah. By a strange, bug-eyed, square-jawed boy. <laughs> Who yeah. beats people up in public places? Who chokes <laughs> women? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I, got... I mean, I don't know anything. I just, you know, how I feel about Joss Whedon. I'm always looking for an excuse to piss on Joss Whedon. <laughs> yeah, um, Joss Whedon just kind of seems like a a creep anyway. Um, Joss Whedon seems like somebody like I don't know. Joss Whedon seems like that guy in high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, nobody hates him, but like everybody's just visibly uncomfortable around him. Yeah, uh, there he is. There's Joss. I wonder what weird <laughs> shit he's gonna do today. Oh, oh, he's sniffing the chair. Oh, there he goes, getting himself a good deep breath. Oh, he, he went into the the women's locker room and stole oh. the shoes. Stole the gym shoes. Oh, What's oh, he, he he's oh, he's licking the heels. I I can guarantee. <laughs> yep, that's. Oh my, Joss, you cheeky bastard! What kind of fucking name is Joss? Josh, isn't it just Josh? Is it just Josh, but he just says it weird? Does he say it weird? I mean, but it's Joss. Spelled... Oh, you're right, Joss. You're right. I've always just said Josh, but I guess it is Joss. No, yeah, it's Joss. Joss Wheaton. Yeah. If you name your child Joss, Joss, you're just setting them up for It sounds like a fucking Joss. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. That's um, what I say. But yeah, I mean, who knows? I guess we'll wait to see if you say Ray Yoss, Fisher. I say nine. Maybe when that non uh, non disclosure agreement is up, we can hear the whole story. Um, but that's it for news, unless you have any news, because uh, I don't. No, if I have any, I've fucking forgotten. So I suppose that's that. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, really quick before we throw it over to the pre recorded segment, once again, it's me, Trevor, our friends Trey, Gabe, and Brandon discussing the film Swiss Army Man. So enjoy. All right, we're here for the discussion on the Swiss Army Man. It's me and Trevor, as as normal, but today we are joined by Trey from Zoom Commentary Track fame. <laughs> yes. Uh, we are joined by Brandon from uh, Delta Farce Podcast fame. And we're joined by Gabe from Zoom and Paul Blart Commentary Track fame. That's so, me. That's him. Brandon was on the Zoom one, too. Welcome, yeah. everyone. Oh, yeah. Brandon was on Zoom and Delta Force. I'd rather forget about that movie, though, so it's okay. Zoom was <laughs> a trip and a half. Yeah. All right, so today we're discussing 2016 Swiss Army Man. To give all of our listeners uh, a bit of a... A bit of a refresher on what this film is. I'm going to read the description from Letterboxd. Here we go. 
Alone on a tiny deserted island, Hank has given up all hope of ever making it home again. But one day, everything changes when a dead body washes ashore, and he soon realizes it may be his last opportunity to escape certain death. Armed with his new friend, in quotation marks, and an unusual bag of tricks, the duo go on an epic adventure to bring Hank back to the woman of his dreams. <laughs> and uh, that's the film. Now let's discuss <laughs> just a, whatever anyone wants to say. <laughs> just go. Go ahead. Yeah. Shorten that description a bit. Just by like, <laughs> man fucking yeah. on a beach and does shit with it. That's about it. He, he fucks the corpse, don't he? He almost fucks. I mean, that... basically, yes, he basically does almost fuck. He the did kiss the corpse a few he times. Kissed it. You know, yeah, this, if this movie... movie. If this movie had been any more mature, he would have fucked it. I mean, I'm... they talked about beating off a lot. They did. Where's do... my love yeah. ballad about necrophilia? <laughs> Man, what, what what is there to say God, about I this movie? Huh? <laughs> what is there to say about this movie? It's like a fever dream. It was very it really odd. Is. I'm with uh, Aaron in the beginning. I know Aaron said he saw like what 20, 30 minutes of this movie like a year yeah. ago and didn't like it. I was the same way. Yeah. Um, towards the middle, honestly, what's the word I'm thinking? Um, the montage, the musical montage in the middle with the whole bus and everything. Uh, I really like that, and that's around the part where I, I think my my peak of liking the movie a lot. The ending was a little weird. I feel like I should probably watch the ending again. Yeah, I feel like you got I was getting a little confused. I feel like uh, you need to watch it twice to really like understand it. And at least the, the ending, little things. The ending was like confusing me. The middle though, I think the middle was great. It brought me back. The beginning I was like, dude, this is this is gonna be ass. I really thought it was gonna be bad. Yeah. But uh Yeah, the beginning of this movie I was kinda just like Okay, fart jokes, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the middle, I'm like, okay, I get what this movie is trying to say. And then at the end, it was like, I get what this movie is trying to say, but I'm not sure if I'm in. Like, I, I, I don't know how I felt about it. Like, so what happened in the ending? So like, like it's about a- everybody's like, everybody's like, oh, this guy's crazy, and. I'm- I mean, he looks crazy because he's just like talking to his dead body. Like, yeah, like I mean, he's just—he's crazy. Like he's Who's an insane Hank? man. But Hank is uh, Paul, Paul Dano. Dano. Yeah, I think it was what we okay. originally thought, but the ending tried to do a switcheroo, but then it switched it back. <laughs> it switched yeah. it back. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I think the ending was like, I think the ending was like Paul Dano, aka Hank. Realizing that he could put all of his burdens onto Manny, a dead body, and, you know, get past all of that. But then he realized, like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take responsibility for who I am, and I'm going to acknowledge Manny as his own human being. I think that's what the ending meant, (laughs) but... Yeah. Listen, like Trevor said it during the movie... I appreciate that they didn't just go the route of Manny being a dead body and Paul Dano Hank was just crazy. 
Like, I, I, he's I'm actually really... an actual living. He's actually somehow, some, through some he's a magical goddamn fort. miracle. He's a he magical is Lazarus fort. returned from the dead <laughs> through means of shitting and farting and coming all over the place. <laughs> he's back. He's come. Christ is risen again. Was there God any come? Did, did oh, we get any come in this movie? Oh, I'm yeah. sure there was it's implied. Come. Oh, he, it got implied come. he got hard. Yeah. He got hard. There was definitely Never, he, come. Remember, his his dick points true north. We know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, magnetic north. <laughs> points true north. Oh my Dude. god. He had like Fuck me. he had like a crooked dick. Like it was like a finger. Like it was like freaking. Like, it was terrifying. Like, it was like hurts. something. Out of a horror movie, just but the dude, way it moved. He showed that little girl what a good time he can have. That, was, okay, <laughs> that no, made me no. very uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> he did get hard in front of a little girl. That did happen. Yeah. He did yeah. just get hard. He waved it around in front that of her. That was odd. That was odd. That was uh, that was my favorite metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, out of all the metaphors, oh, no. getting a boner in front of a little girl, that definitely has to be the best metaphor. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm also glad they didn't go the route of just uh, Hank being dead the whole time. Or like that's kind of oh, like it's yeah, there. yeah, for sure. Because yeah, I really mix it up. that on the bridge scene where they were like hanging, and he was hanging by his neck and not choking. I don't know if I wasn't just paying attention. I was with you. I thought that was uh, what, like a hint. Yeah. Like, See, yeah, I like... think it looked. I think what it was is it kind of looked like it was around his neck, but it was really more around his back. I okay. think is what Maybe. that was I because know. I had because I had the same thought, but like as I looked at it, I was like, I think that's like wrapped around his back, like from like where he was carrying like Manny's. Yeah, it was like the thing he was like kind of he strapped Manny onto his back with, but uh, yeah, yeah, the movie definitely kind of set uh, Manny to be fake the entire time, like just some yeah. That's, that's what I didn't like about the movie. Like, I, I feel like most of that was just kind of generic, like, teaching a dead body how to live again. And it just felt, I don't know. See, I thought it was kind of I thought it was kind of charming. I, did, I found charm in that. But I don't yeah, think yeah. it was really like, I feel like the issue with this movie isn't so much with the movie itself. It's with the way the movie wants itself to be portrayed. Like, it wants it to be super deep. It wants it to be some deeply introspective film, but in reality, it's a pre- still a pretty standard message about like how to live one's life, to take pride in oneself, to take responsibility for your actions, to live your life to the fullest each and every day. And that's something that hundreds of movies have done before in a hundred different ways, many of them better, many of them worse. <laughs> this movie isn't in any way bad, but it just feels kind of generic in terms of its themes. Uh, and I feel like its strengths are in its execution and how whimsical it can be. And that's pretty much where it ends and begins with me. But I don't know. Hey, Trevor, can I tell you something? What? Um, if you told me that you fucking downed like half a fifth of vodka, I, w- uh, I would have known. <laughs> you, you, are, you, are very, you are very well spoken. <laughs> Thank you. I'm honored. I'm about to pass out at any given moment. But I mean, the fact that you think I'm sober is remarkable, and I'm honestly quite flattered. I, I... <laughs> Listen, I care about film. I'm still drinking. That's the thing, too. <laughs> what a legend! What a fun Crappy legend. McDick. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think my main, one of my main problems with this movie is the same thing I had with, and uh, Gabe and Trevor both watched this movie with me. Um, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It felt yeah. like the directors, or because or two people do direct this film, or or the writers. I didn't know that until like three minutes ago when I looked it up. But yeah, they went they went to put a little dash of quirkiness in this movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then the lid fell off, and the entire bottle of quirkiness fell into the film, and I don't know. I, I'm not like it's very subjective, but I'm not like a huge fan of. Of quirkiness as humor. It I will defend this movie to a degree, and I will say that it's. I think it's very aware that it's like that, and I feel like the issue with I don't feel it. I don't even know what the goddamn title of that movie is, honestly. At the time, <laughs> it's so fucking long. I, I don't feel less. at home in this world I, anymore. It is that I don't feel at home in this world anymore, right? Okay, that movie takes itself way too seriously, I feel. Like, yeah, there is the quirky humor, but they try to, like, portray it in, like, a, oh, here's the quirky humor to offset how serious we normally are. This movie's a bunch of nonsense. I feel like this movie knows it's a bunch of nonsense. It does try to use its nonsense to reach at deeper themes, but it's still ultimately nonsense. So I'm not as frustrated by the things they do. And there are arguments for the things they do. Like, yeah, they have the shitty fucking fart jokes, and that is pretty asinine and pretty fucking childish. But it kind of has the benefit of, like, well, he's just saying this is a natural thing that people do, and they find some kind of connectivity and kinship in something so basic and human, even though it's fucking disgusting. I don't know. That they've peeled back the layers of like modernity and society, and that's just kind of what's left is something stupid. That's a lot to get from a fucking fart <laughs> joke. Yeah, that's a. But that is definitely the point of what they're trying to say. With yeah, it. yeah. But it's just kind of like I don't know if that's a good way to go about it. But I mean, it's definitely what they were. Yeah. Expecting. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if I like the and I'm execution. I'm willing to give them like the. I'm willing to give them credit for that. It doesn't piss me off that much. Uh, I just want to punch Baldano in the face. <laughs> I I'll be honest. I don't I don't like Paul Dano's character. <laughs> that was the one thing is like, like I and I enjoyed this movie quite a bit, a lot more than I thought I would. And I mean, like Trevor and Trey said, there's a lot of charm. Um, and I think a lot. I mean, just a lot of that quirkiness. And that humor oh, is done me. really well, but I just don't like Paul. I I wasn't crazy about like Paul Dano. There, I don't I know, I think no, I, I like Paul Dano as an actor. I didn't care for his character in this movie that much. I don't know. Right. He just—he's uh, very blank. Like, yeah. There isn't much to him. It is basically just an excuse for the directors and writers. I don't know if they're like writer-directors or whatever, but whoever's involved in the storytelling process of this movie is... Ah, fuck, I dropped my cranberry juice. Anyway... (laughs) Anyway, he's just like a way for them to like expel their philosophical beef. Like, that's basically what he's there for. He's like sounding off board. Exactly. Yeah, the the directors did write this film, but it also had nine producers. Uh, oh, really? Just looking at <laughs> just looking at Letterboxd. 
But yeah, Paul Dano's character was I don't I don't know. Oh, I, I kinda I, I'm going with Gabe. It was just kind of a blank Well right, that's my I don't know. I still feel like it was like a decent way to introduce the whole like corpse doesn't know shit, you know. You gotta teach oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, he served his purpose, you know, I yeah. I think for what they were trying to do. I just I I <sighs> I don't know. There, there was so much I enjoyed in watching Daniel Radcliffe in this film. And just, like, on a basic level, I didn't get that from Paul Dano's Well, let's kid. talk about that for a second. I want, I want to add a, this. Damn good corpse. I was about he to was say, yeah, he's, he's a very compelling corpse. Which sounds crazy. <laughs> which sounds stupid. But, like, it, it is honest to God the truth. Because it's not just that he's a corpse. He's a corpse that's talking. But he manages to convey a very compelling performance of a corpse that's talking. Ironic. Like, I feel like a corpse just got up and started talking. It's not like, it, I don't know that's weird, but that's specific. It's like I said, it's like a zombie talking less than an actual corpse. This very well could be a dumb question. That was definitely dubbed, though, right? What was dumb? Dubbed. Oh, dubbed. Him talking, and then... <laughs> oh, yeah, himself. probably. Yeah, okay, because I was like, man, this is gonna... But then I was watching, I was like, there's no way he's speaking while do like looking all dead and shit right probably not they probably just like moved it like moved his mouth or had to move his mouth in a certain way to like somewhat match what he's saying maybe if 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 he was really doing it i think it was very well done like i was just like that that seems fucking if he's actually doing that that's really good but i don't think they did ironic because you're right he he was a very good dead person honestly it plays a really good course yeah whoa <laughs> bring it back to harry potter clever try yeah, to think was... like i'll be here all week <laughs> <laughs> he was probably my favorite part was uh yeah i'm with you daniel ratcliffe like he, he was good um oh the, the whole like girl on the phone thing was creepy as hell and i'm glad they sort <laughs> yeah, of pushed that, that. i like, feel like why am i on your phone what the fuck that was like a yikes. <laughs> what the fuck? They did 4chan story where the guy's like talking to the chick and he's on his laptop, right? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah uh-huh, It's I like remember. on Facebook and they're like getting it off and then he drops the laptop and it's like her Facebook profile he's been he's stalking. Been yeah. He's, it's like, oof, gee, sheep. <laughs> That's a fat That's yikes. A yikers. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm glad I could be sharing this bro moment with you. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm having this bro moment with you right now. That entire movie was a bro moment. Yeah. That's... Honestly, it did, like, towards the middle especially. I, th- I think someone said it, and I agree. That, th- that this was a boy, it felt like a movie for the boys, dude. dude I liked it. That it is very it's much like, like a, <laughs> this is, an, it is very much a camaraderie kind yeah. of movie. Uh-huh. Boys you know, will be boys. boys. I mean, come on now. Sometimes you just gotta <laughs> kiss a dead boy. Yeah, sometimes you fall in the water with your boy and you gotta give him a little kiss. The okay. first kiss was for life. The second kiss, that was love. What was the second I, kiss? I, I remember it. No, no, because they, they did two kisses underwater. Oh, like, okay. They did it. Okay. And I was like, hey, that's, that's just like CPR shit. It doesn't count. And then, and then they looked again. at each other and they smiled and, <laughs> and it was and like okay. Again. Yeah, and it's like okay, okay, that's a that's the boys kissing. Where did he go in the end? He just went off. He went it's... off into 
the ocean. Da, 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 I wish da, 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 I wish the movie ended on the like the shot of Daniel Radcliffe, like he's you know going back into the ocean and it's just got that big grin on his face. Dude, I wanted was, that to be that the last great. shot. That was amazing. So much. Yeah, he just that was he just shitted himself. He just shitted my pants. I swear <laughs> when he was moving, you saw brown. Oh brown yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He, but he I did shit himself. Could that be sand? Okay. Yeah. Could be. I thought he shit himself. It's the sand was like that dark brown where it was In wet. my cannon? That shit. Okay, to be honest, what do you guys think of the of the two musical pieces that were in this film? The humming song and, of course, the Jurassic Park theme song. I gotta go for a second though. Somebody's playing music on my Alexa and it's scaring the shit out. (laughs) He's tripping. He's gonna die. I I forgot. Trevor can control his drunkenness to like a T, where he can have all of his mental. But he loses all motor skills, and I bet that's why he slaps oh, yeah. cranberry juice. Because we've all talked to Trevor before, and it's like, are you even drunk? But then he stands up and just fucking like <laughs> falls pushes. over. Yeah, See, yeah. But yeah. Now the problem is, it's all gone to his physical, and now he has no mental. So if there is someone that broke into his house, he's <laughs> <laughs> like he he's just dead. Oh fucking! Hell. What were we talking? Oh yeah, the movie, the, the da 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 that we were singing. Yeah, the music. I liked it. That was the montage song too, wasn't it? In the middle. Of the yeah, it, I think it was every single piece of music in the entire film was the the one song. Da, da, da. They just I kept like adding on to it. Yeah, I yeah, I thought yeah, it was neat. That was actually catchy as hell. Yeah, yeah. I think it added to the charisma. And and I liked how it it got more and more complex, like as the film mm-hmm. went on, like as yeah. as Daniel Radcliffe li- learned more about life, we also got more of the the score. More of the song. And like it started off as just humming and. It had like lyrics by the end, well, and, then, and then of that's, course that's Jurassic film. Park. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Yeah, does. Of course, Jurassic Park. Who could forget? If you don't know Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park, you don't know shit. It's a great movie. <laughs> I I appreciated that. Uh, what do you guys think about? Uh, <laughs> The way it was shot, the directors of this film. Oh, I thought it was shot really well. Yeah. There's not really a lot to say. I thought it was really just nice for the format. Because, like, it's really kind of drama-oriented, especially in the middle, when you're, like, having all those flashbacks and stuff like that, and the close-ups really help accentuate, you know, kind of the feel of it. I I don't know if I... Yeah, I'm not not Trevor. You're not, yeah. Well, no one's Trevor, unfortunately. Uh, and he's still more trying fortune. to fix his, more fix his Alexa. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't like how the uh, like the action scenes were shot. I, I okay, thought they yeah. Just, yeah, okay. I get what you're that like weird up close shaky shit, like the bear scene, and when they launch up in the sky. I, I I just thought oh, that looked kind okay. of what was that? Some of the jank was like when he fell out of the tree and like the falling. That was like not their forte at all. Yeah, like I, some I, of the special effects look good. Like the fire one, like when he smacked his hand together and the sparks came. That looked really nice. But him falling out of that tree looked horrible. Yeah, why I thought, did they go in the sky again? He uh, farted. Something. <laughs> I don't remember. 
Okay, so all this thing actually happens, right? Because in the end, he does shit himself to another dimension. Apparently. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. So apparently, he, like, all of it really happens, and he was a living corpse. Okay. Yeah. What I want to know is how long were they in that bitch's backyard? Like, 10 feet from her backyard. Yeah, were they the, all the, the structures built right there? The, the description of this film says they're on a deserted island, but I think they were in a. That's small, what you're supposed to think. Yeah, they're actually in like a small stretch of woods behind this bitch's house the whole time, which I guess is a metaphor for I, how Paul Dano's. It's a suburbs. It's behind a suburb. Yeah, I I think it's meant to mean like Paul Dano doesn't want to accept reality. Like he he wants to think he's hopeless and that there's there's no like going back for him and that he's beyond saving, but in reality, he's just like he's very close. He just needs to to man up and and learn how to live life. I guess I I, I don't know that that's what I thought it kind of meant. Like that's what we in the industry call subverting expectations <laughs> in the film industry. <laughs> Of course, of course. Yeah, that's that's what the big film brains call. Because <laughs> my, my expectations were subverted. Good on you, A24. <laughs> did, did I mention that A24 is just the best? Yeah, love uh, I love A24. A24, I love A24 is epic. The They've never made they... anything lower than a 7. <laughs> no, yeah, no. everything 7 or higher. Yeah, if you give an A24 film below right, a what 7. What did I miss in this discussion? Uh, I love A24. Uh, we all love A24. I love A24. We were talking about how it's shot. Uh, Brandon said, and I agree with what Brandon said, that uh, the, the emotional scenes, you know, like the montages and stuff like that, I, we thought they were shot very well. Uh, I was not a fan of, like, the action scenes, like the where they fight the, the bear, bear and shit, or, yeah. or whatever. I thought that looked kind of goofy. And I don't well, know if it really felt like action scenes to me. I don't really know if that means that like that's why I'm kind of more lenient on them because to me they just felt like Well, that's the closest thing that movie gets to action. It is, you're right. I don't know. I don't really know. There was some action under that water, I tell you what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't argue with that. <laughs> that's the second closest it got to action. What about I, I, him trying to fucking hang himself in the beginning? That was probably that was pretty epic because it's an A twenty four film. Epic. Well, epic. That well, was epic. An Artistic. epic adventure. <laughs> no, yeah, but I thought like that. I I don't know if it was so much the 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 shots or if it was like the CGI, but I, I was not a fan of of the bear fight. I thought that looked pretty goofy. Wait a second. So wait, does he start off on a deserted island and then rides Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah, I am confused about the chronology. Yeah, I don't know. Because in the beginning, because he does ride him in the ocean. He does, like but, it, but it felt like, I, I don't know if this is the intention, but it felt like at the end, when they all follow them to the beach, that that's where they started. Uh, that's what I got out of that. Like, that's yeah, where they started their journey. To the right. <laughs> yeah. Beach again. Yeah, because like I said, I thought it was meant to be like, like Paul Dano thinks he's his life is hopeless and like he's on a deserted island, but really he he's pretty close to other people. He he just has to like reach out. He has to put some effort into being a human being, 
and being alive, much like he teaches Daniel Radcliffe to be alive throughout the course of the film. Yeah, and eventually he can start walking and moving again. He makes it feel so. Why am I? Why am I crying? I don't like this. Why? I mean, why am I tears? Why am I shaking? You're crying, and then he moves, dude. You're right. That's it's my <laughs> That's just the, the beauty stuff. of an A twenty four film. Yeah, the beauty of farting and penises <laughs> and, and masturbating oneself. Yeah, I mean, I guess farting and boners are part of life, but. Uh... See, they're just they're the most important the natural reality of life without any of the nonsensical limitations we've put upon it. But this is how one lives life. That's what he says. Is it better to go back home or live out here in the wilderness? Is it better to live life as one pleases or live life under the constraints of society and modernity? Is it? Yeah. Trevor, you're losing what, What's he choose in the end? What's he choose in the end? He chooses modernity. Does he? It's mm, a good point. But I mean, I that he makes a choice, really. I mean, Manny goes off. Yeah, he doesn't really but... make a choice. He kind of fucks off on yeah. his own. Oh, well, I, yeah. I, kind of, I kind of took like, <laughs> I kind of took the ending as like a metaphor. So like, modernity was him forcing all his embarrassing, revealing secrets upon the corpse, and you know, getting away scot free, like. He doesn't have to acknowledge his dad because his dad thinks that the corpse is him. He doesn't have to acknowledge uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead because she thinks the phone is the corpse. But in the end, he kind of admits that, you know, it was all real. And then Mm. by Daniel Radcliffe going off, he accepts to be different. Uh, He accepts to be an outlier. Yeah. He doesn't try to conform, but he he, he persists. He stays strong. Through it I all. have no idea what any of that means. To like, what's the <laughs> point of any of this? Like, what is, what is it trying to say about anything? There's uh, a bunch of half-formed ideas with no real like life. Wow, but that's such a they're fucking just, generic thing. They're just trying to say <laughs> that really it's it's ridiculous to, to make yourself miserable trying to live. According to other people's standards. Yeah, okay, well, fair enough. But, I mean, if I had a nickel for every time somebody's done that, <laughs> like, I'd be able to be ten times drunker than I am. Uh, right I, know, I, know that's, I know that's the thing. It's, it, in the end, it's fairly generic. And I think Trevor mentioned this earlier. It's a fairly generic idea that feels like it's trying to be, like, super artsy. You know, like, you got this dead man. Like, like it is thoroughly in love with itself. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Don't I think it's worse. Than, I think it gets better, but I think the end wolf with itself is worse in the beginning because it's I could taste it. It's very yeah. Yeah, I think it does get better. Too, it but. takes a while for you to buy into this film. I I would say like yeah. the halfway point. The cave scene is where it starts to pick up and get a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. the water thing. That's when it gets a little more interesting. around the Jurassic Park to the first boner part is when. I started liking it, especially that boner. Am I right, fellas? Oh yeah, yeah. fucking snake. (laughs) It's like a snake. It's like a yeah. It's like a fucking living thing, dude. It's just. I like. uh, You made a good comparison during the movie. It's like a finger. It's just constantly crooked and moving. (laughs) Like a witch's finger. Yeah, some shit like that. Fucking freaky. Like I, I appreciated what this movie had to say, and I liked the performances, but I was still kind of bored for most of it. Like, 
I, I don't know, because it is just, if you boil it down, it is just two guys going through the woods, and, like, I, I don't know, it, it feels so full of itself, like, I, I did get kind of bored. Um, I was kind of just drawn in by the sheer absurdity of like, everything that was happening. Yeah, when it doubles down on its own absurdity, I think it's a lot more effective. I think if you buy into the absurdity, you definitely like this film more, but I, I don't know. I, I found it kind of difficult to to get fully engrossed in, in the world that it had created. But like I understand what, why someone could. It just personally wasn't for me that much. I don't know. Mm. It definitely wasn't my kind of movie either. I liked it, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm, I'm definitely not freaking out about it. I couldn't yeah. like him more than I thought. I liked I would. it, but I don't know if I could recommend people to watch it. You know, it I depends would recommend on the person. this movie depending on the person. Yeah, depending on the like person. I think Trey was about to say before I cut him off. No, no, it was all you. <laughs> not Trey. <laughs> Trey, do you have any wine left? <laughs> me. Yeah. I do, Chug. but some of my pa- eh, we don't have a lot, and I think my parents well, might as well get rid of it now. Huh? Chug, yeah, might as well just go ahead and get rid of it. Chug, yeah, might as well. My voice, uh huh. Isn't this the voice of a man who wants you to finish it off? Take, take one chug. You know, you don't have to finish it. Just chug. Just give it some. Big... There are these like little bottles that I don't want to drink. I, oh wait, but you finished your bottle? I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm done that's all. I, that's I all I cared you. about. Oh, wait, he finished the bottle? Yeah, he I finished the bottle. I did it before the, the movie started. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, you're okay. good. My God, you're good. You're good. more than enough. <laughs> Fuck me. I thought... <laughs> Trevor, you know it was a smaller bottle, right? Yeah, you know the bottle's like that big. Well, how big is that big? But it looks so much bigger Maybe on camera. How big is that big? <laughs> well, I still, I understand your circumstances. It, it would have been like whatever, two glasses, so. probably. Um, yeah, that's plenty. I thought he just like shipped on a Probably more like one. It wasn't a lot. Okay, I, I've said all I've needed to say about this film, as everyone yeah. else. Well, let's think. Well, I was gonna say I'm since. For... What was your guys' favorite part? Oh, wait, never I mind. think some of. Oh yeah, that's a good. That's a good. Um, I think my favorite part definitely. I think I think a lot of us have said this. I love the camaraderie. I think that's what I like the most, especially with the whole montage in the middle. I love yeah. it. You know, like how they're getting close. He's just trying to teach them. You know. Uh, he's trying to help him out. Like he's even dressing up like the, yeah, the woman the he thinks he loves. I think that was my favorite. I thought that was really that, cute. Yeah, I liked that. That, that middle part, part. That middle part was definitely my favorite part. I, I agree. the ending confused me. You guys are talking about it. You guys help me understand it. I have small brain, even when I'm not drunk. I have fucking small brain. <laughs> but so you guys help me explain it to me. But I think in the end, the camaraderie in the middle, I really liked it, and that really boosted it to me. Because I think like a lot yeah. of us said. The beginning, I was very iffy with, and I was like, "Dude, this is this is gonna be like a man movie." But the middle, I I I really liked. Yeah, I I'd say bad beginning, good middle, average ending. That's yeah, that's how I would uh-huh. describe this movie. I'm with you. I think I would have to agree with that consensus. Yeah, I think it. I am ultimately more lenient on it, but I do think that's basically what it uh, devolves into for me. The yeah. middle makes me like the beginning a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I I think the middle just makes the beginning more bearable. Because that montage I is honestly really like great. the beginning more. But I think I could watch it again to get to the middle again. Yeah, I, I just don't know if you can have the middle without the beginning. Like even 
even though I wasn't like fully bought in to the the beginning, like the middle was just so good. But I don't know if you could have that without the beginning. I, I don't, uh, I, don't uh, I think you're. I no, think the you're second right. act is entirely determined by the first in this movie. Yeah, that's kind of just like. Eh. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. also weird how I think Aaron mentioned this. <laughs> they like <laughs> far, far, farting is like a plot point, and they like even explain it. When like Daniel Radcliffe just like shits himself, that's like a the... metaphor in this movie. And then the girl yeah. is like it's... that. The little girl says that's disgusting, and then Daniel Radcliffe looks her straight in the face and says, "No, it isn't." And then pops a boner right in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> well, Farting I... in this movie is nothing but a metaphor for conformity, and I don't know if I like that or fucking despise it. I kind of hate because in the end, I mean, um... but it, that, I mean, you think about it. I agree with it. <laughs> To an extent, like it is, like the like the whole point of the okay, movie Gabe, was like you're gonna start no, farting with, in public. With, <laughs> like, 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 Gabe's gonna no, fart. no, I'm gonna admit it was the, you too. But it, it was me. Like, no, it's still disgusting. But it, gas upon you. <laughs> it's still disgusting. <laughs> but I get like no, it's I not. think it did a good job of like serving that purpose of like it it delivers that message. Like it's the ultimate form of like not you know uh letting your inhibitions like hold you back based on like your expectations you know like what other people think about you you know what i'm saying i love how we get this freedom but but that's the thing is like it you know it's gross and stupid half long movie i mean but from it still yeah i i agree um how long was this movie Hour and a half? Hour and a half around. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it didn't half. feel that long. I, I like the An hour pacing. and 34 minutes, I think. No, it felt about as long as it actually is. Yeah, an hour and It isn't the best minutes. to be said, but isn't the worst either. It's perfectly adequate. Okay. Be- before... I'll with you there. Okay. Uh, before we give our ratings, if, we're, if we've all said our final thoughts. I uh, think so. Last, yeah. time, last time we recorded the podcast for Delta Farce, I read some reviews. <laughs> For for Delta Farce, they were all from the same guy who gave it five stars and who really loved it. Uh, oh, <laughs> but I thought I, I thought I would read some reviews from people who follow me on Letterboxd, and uh, we could see if we thumbs up or thumbs down. And then after all of this, we could uh, we could give our own uh, score. So this is from Alina on Letterboxd. She gives it a full six stars. Is that a and woman? It is a woman. You mean a six out of ten, right? <laughs> yeah, six out of ten. Six out of ten. Um, a movie that's about a farting corpse played by Harry Potter. Artsy fartsy at its finest. <laughs> oh, did a little pun there. Thumbs up or thumbs down to Alina? Uh, I'm thumbs going up. thumbs I'm up. Going thumbs up. I think it's a th- thumbs up. Artsy- that, it's artsy farty, yeah. Fun, I think it's a thumbs down because I hate the <laughs> fact that she said artsy fartsy. Because I can hear that person sitting there, right there in their fucking chair at their phone, being like, I'm going to say fartsy, and it's going to be like a reference to how he farts in the movie, and I'm so clever, and I don't Now, that's definitely something. Isn't that who... all your reviews, Trevor? Now, that I was going to say, let's not pretend that's not half of your reviews. Trevor, yeah. straight up, we write reviews. I hate you, motherfucker. I'm going to end your existence. Trevor, have you written your review yet? No, I'm trying to think of something funny. 
<laughs> and then right I before, I would never say artsy fartsy. Right before you, Trevor said, I would say artsy fartsy never. in any other movie, so long as there are no farts in it. No, Trevor. Let's let's be honest. If she didn't write that review, that would be your review. No, it would. No, you. No, you would put it in. I. You would type it out in italics. So we knew. Trevor. 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 Your it. Your it comes. Trevor. Your it comes at night. Review is essentially that. Like it's essentially that. Okay. Uh, you make a fair point. You make a fair point. Okay. Trevor, yeah. I must Tre- concede. I must concede. Uh, right, you that's right. Are you that's happy? Right. I'm giving you a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have, I, have, I have made a misstep. Trevor, how does that, Trevor, how does it make you feel? There's some motherfucker out there who's like, Robert Naughty got a review for it. It comes at night with a fuck it. Oh, this motherfucker must think he's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> some, some, somewhere on a podcast, people are reading that review. Um, now, now this, they're giving you a thumbs down. This next one has layers, guys. This comes. This, this comes. I definitely have COVID. Did you fucking? Yeah, oh, you, yeah you're you, oh yeah, you have COVID. Um, yeah, you're dying. You. This next review comes from Graveyard Glam. Eight out of ten stars. Now this one has layers. Let's see if we can dissect what he means. Um, he says, "Reminds me of my ex-wife." <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, thumbs up. That's a thumbs. up. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm I, going thumbs up for that. If I give it a thumbs up, am I giving a thumbs up to necrophilia? <laughs> yeah. You've already nice. given a thumbs up. I've so already you done. Might as well give already it up. done it. Got to stick with it. I'm not. I'm dying on this hill. Necrophilia. Thumbs up. <laughs> I'm, um, I, now I don't want to go with thumbs down. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I, I think go, I go thumbs down on that. I'll one. go thumbs up on that one. No, I'm, yeah, I'm keeping. I think I have to concur the thumbs up. I almost said concede. My wife. My wife. Okay. My wife is dead and farts. <laughs> and my wife also spits in my mouth. My wife drink, treat my drink, fuck my, my wife. wife. <laughs> I know a guy who wants me to fuck his wife. Yeah, <laughs> My wife wants me to get a vasectomy. I know a guy who wants to fuck his fiance. <laughs> Wants you to fuck his fiance. He wants us to run a train on his fiance. <laughs> okay. Um, th- this is this is the final one. Uh, from the infamous Letterbox Lucy. Trevor knows about Letterbox uh, Lucy, Lucy. Yeah, I know Lucy. Lucy, come on our podcast to defend yourself. Um, <laughs> Lucy gives it. Uh, just some girl, <laughs> just some bitch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Some fuck. No, I said these people follow me on Letterbox, but uh, uh, Letterbox Lucy doesn't follow me. I follow her. She's too. I was big. about to say. I you didn't say Lucy uh, would be following you. No, of course Lucy wouldn't follow me. Uh, but Lucy gives it six out of ten stars, and her review is: Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. What the fuck? Me? I know. Thumbs down, Lucy. Come on to the podcast to defend yourself. Uh, shit review. I don't. I'm I don't say follow. Thumbs down, just to mm-hmm. taunt her into coming. Nah, but but it's like, it's like it's like it, Gabe. It's like the dialogue thing. 
like Mary Elizabeth Wine said says what the fuck, and then Letterbox oh. Lucy says I know, <laughs> like she's agreeing. Okay, right. I, I got you. Uh, I think everyone agreed with her. Turns I'm out having it turns out having a picture of a girl you don't know on your phone after you took a stalker picture of her turns out that's a what the fuck moment. It's like okay, yeah, that's a thumbs down for me. <laughs> Hey Lucy, fuck you! <laughs> Don't stop. Uh, okay, well, th- those are those are our fellow Letterboxers reviews. Uh, Boxsters. Well, let's go into our final score. I- I'm just going off what I see in Discord. So, uh, uh, Trey, you're first. What do you give this movie? It's weird. I feel like I got to see some rating, ratings on my letterbox to know what I should give it because I hate <laughs> for my scores to be so arbitrary when they are. Um, I feel like the safe score is a seven for me. Okay. I'll, I'm going to go with a seven. I might change it towards the end. We'll see. I, I'm going to go on my letterbox and just look at some other movies I've rated. But right. right now it's seven. Brandon, what do you give on this, this movie? On this show, that's all that matters. Is Upon further... Thoughts. I think I'm just gonna give it a, a six and a half. Six and a half. Okay. Because I, I like the movie. I think it's a good movie, but I don't know if I'd recommend it to anyone. Yeah, Trevor. I'm sort of with you there. Well, I feel as though I am obligated, and I don't know what this means for us, Aaron, and our relationship. But I'm gonna have to say, I feel this movie's a seven out of ten. Okay. Gabe? I thoroughly kind of like oh, this movie. Sorry. And I just I just find it kind of charming. It's not very very deep or anything. But I like his execution. It's kind of funny. And I feel like the main characters are pretty proficient in it. But it's nothing that knocks my socks off. I'm never gonna beat my meat. I probably won't talk about this movie much. Alright, I'm gonna go first before Gabe to break the tension. Uh the streak won't be broken because I give it a six. Uh... Ah, there we go. Fine. <laughs> I enjoyed it more than I disliked it, but I wasn't like super into this movie. Uh, but it, it was still fun. It was a fun little ride. Um, Gabe, what do you give this movie? Uh, you know, I give it a seven. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, you know, there were things that obviously that weren't great. You know, things I didn't care for, but there are a lot of redeeming qualities and charm in this film, and I enjoyed it quite a bit more than I thought I would. All right. Trey, have you? Are you gonna change? I'm, it? I'm walking on my shit. Thing has to go down to a six. All right. I like it a lot. I am with you though, Brandon. This is a hard movie to recommend. Yeah, I mean, when <laughs> when the fuck are you gonna talk about this movie? It's a bit of a weird one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like. It. I think. Brandon, wrong, I think I am with you. What? I say six point five. Yeah, I say six point five with you, Brandon. But because you can't do that on Letterbox. I think I got to yeah, go with a six go hard with score. Six, yeah. six hard score for me. I guess I'll do yeah. six. But I am with you there. It does feel like a six and a half kind of movie. But yeah. I think I got to go with six. Six and sevens across the board. If only Man. Edie was here, what would he have given? He it? could give it a four. Would he give it? A, he he he'd either go two points. It's it's always like plus or minus like two points. Yeah. So like if we're at six or seven, it'd either be like a nine because he's like no way. You know, he'll be like, two boys kissing. Hell yeah. <laughs> Not, or, or he'll be like, two, a dead guy and a living boy kissing. Ew. Like, four. This movie's uh, way worse than Paul Blart. Yeah, I like Paul Blart. 
Where's the segues, three? That's what he did. Man, you showed this movie to a conservative family. That's how you get shot. <laughs> Hell yeah, I mean, it's, it's bad enough that it's two guys, right? But now one of them's dead. So, I mean, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. liberals love it. Yeah, I was going to say, liberals, liberals love it. Liberals well, are, of course, I, in defense of okay. Okay, let me let me set this straight. Brandon hates liberals. <laughs> <laughs> when you think of conservative, what do you think of? You think of those fucking people in the backwoods of Kentucky, am I right? When I think of liberal, I think necrophilia. <laughs> yeah, when I think liberal, I think fucking. Dead body I thought of the people that wouldn't like it. Mostly. <laughs> I just had to have okay. Can we address that Trevor definitely has COVID? Like, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, yeah. Not Trevor, even don't a come joke. to, don't come to yeah. the cabin. Trevor, what happens if you can't come to the cabin? Like, I'm gonna be so heartbroken. No, dude, but I can't. You, you I can't help it. I mean, it's you I don't mean, have the disease. Fault. I'll just have to stay home. That's you don't it. have the disease, right? I don't know. It's very well possible at this point. I may this have is not COVID. a meme. No meme, no, no very cap, well no cap up, my Wait, is guys. It, is this I'm the anime COVID. arc? I've stopped caring. If I die, I die. What's is this the, the anime arc in the podcast? Like, how long does it take you to get better from it? I don't know. There's no solid. I, I, there's no I mean, it solid varies time. from person yeah. to person. Okay, what yeah. I mean is for you to become stable without spreading it. I don't think oh, there's a... Not necessarily healed. Because they, that can cause a lot of damage. Two to weeks, life. right? Like, no, they, they, they recommend it to. Well, I've seen a lot of people like talk about a one-week quarantine period now, and I'm like, I don't know that that's doing anything because at the beginning, everyone said two weeks. You need two-week quarantine minimum. Yeah, I would and say it's until you until you test negative, like. I, yeah, that's basically. I, I, I don't think I mean, they know yeah. enough about it. Like, like my dad, I'm gonna let him get his test. If his test comes back positive, I'll get a test. If his test comes back negative, I suppose I have nothing to worry about. How does the test I work? Have it, but they swab your nose because it hasn't been long enough for him. What to does be it test for? for? Me to still have it. Does it test for the the vi- like? Do they just? Is it for the virus, or is it like for like the antibodies and shit that are made to fight the virus? I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I'm not. Because if it's that, then... from the virus, but I really when, don't know. When is your dad know. getting tested? Like, ah, I don't even know. He won't fucking say soon. He's fucking yeah. afraid of getting the nose swab. He's got to oh, man what? up. I know. You, I Tre- mean, Trevor, you're yeah. you're banned from the cabin until you get a test. So, I know, and I don't blame you for you that. You gotta it's perfectly reasonable, but <laughs> I have to get it fixed. I don't know. Hey Trevor, does the podcast know your secret? Oh yeah, well, we can address that. That at you the beginning. have massive that'll, balls. That'll get us some views. Oh, Trevor does have big balls. Um, oh, can I have big balls? Don't talk about that. <laughs> Trevor has does your, dad, huge does your dad know about your big balls? <laughs> I don't think my dad knows about my big balls. Did They're you have big balls since you were a baby? In, in, Wait, Trevor's balls are a... Trevor's balls are four inches. Yeah. Four inches, eight long. inches in diameter. For the size <laughs> no, of a glass, yeah. off, not what? That they're big. like that big. Yeah, oh, I think he needs to get that <laughs> checked like, out. It's uh, like on, a little baby. On top of COVID, he also needs to get his abnormally large ball sack checked out. 
He probably has testicular cancer. My genitals are like fucked up, okay? Like, I need to... I got a birthmark on my cock. Okay, that's where we're going to end this segment of the podcast. Uh, Thanks, everyone. Uh, Goodbye. (laughs) Wow, what an incredible uh, discussion. You said the exact same words I was going to say. If you you hadn't spoken first, I would have said basically the exact same thing. Yeah, Yeah, what an amazing discussion. That we just had. We just had. We just had it. We just we, had it right now, fresh in my mind. I sound a lot yeah. more sober. We didn't have it five days Which ago. Which is funny um, because I have been drinking tonight as well. But not as much. As, no, as definitely not as much. Um, same. If you couldn't tell, I was also drunk. Uh, that was the mystery. The whole and, we, and we've both been drinking again tonight. Yeah, but again, not as much. <laughs> so if you were listening to this entire episode and thinking, hmm. They sound a little different. That's why. Uh, <laughs> they sound a little funky. But it is recommendation time, our favorite segment indeed, of, indeed. of the podcast. And then, of course, plugs are, are oh, our other The one I forget segment. about? I mean, the one you forget about, yeah. I, I said it to save you the embarrassment of forgetting. Uh, thank you, thank you. But yeah, what's your recommendation for next um, week, Joe? So this is... It's kind of in the same vein as recommending Swiss Army Man. You know, we need to balance out the scales yeah. a bit. So I'm going to recommend something that maybe is not that, you know, <laughs> critically acclaimed, but seemingly some people enjoy it. Uh-huh. Letterboxd Lucy has given it four stars. Oh. <laughs> um, there's some other people I follow who have given it. That's a nice tie around because we talked about Letterboxd Lucy yeah. in the recording. Five days ago, but you're br- you're bringing it back around. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I meant to do that. That um, was nice. It looks like your movie sucks. Wants to watch it. I mean, unless the unofficial's oh. wrong. Who else wants to watch it? Uh, I don't know if you follow Demi. I did do do. I don't know how to say that. Demi Adewale. I don't know. Uh, I what's his profile picture? Is uh, it a man holding a microphone, smiling? Yes, it is. Yeah, I do follow. I do follow him. Okay, I but, thought that um, I thought that name sounded familiar. But so this movie is called the lure, the lure. The, I don't know how lure? to say this word. L u r e. Yeah, l u r e. Lure, lure. The lure. It is a Polish film. Okay. From 2015, is that 2015? Yes, it's about mermaids. Oh, performing at a nightclub, face cruel and bloody choices when one of them falls in love with a beautiful young man. I've heard it's like, I don't know. It sounds like Shape of Water. Okay, well, but with uh, it sounds like violent horror esque Shape of Water. It's a horror film. I don't know if it's like a horror movie. Uh, but I know that, like, they're not, like, I, from what I can tell, they're not, like, uh, charming oh. little mermaids. This is from 2015, right? Because it's yeah. also a 2016 film. Well, from what I see from just Googling it, it's a musical as well as a horror. Well, that's fascinating. That is... It's probably because of the, like, sirens or something. Because that seems to be what they're going for. Like the siren song, yeah. because Letterbox Lucy's review on uh, on Letterbox alludes to human body parts being gnawed on. Okay, well, it's it 
it will be the first uh, horror movie we've watched for the podcast, and the first horror musical. Yeah, also the music first musical and the first horror musical. So three first in a row. Um, and of course, it's going to be the first uh, film we've watched based off the eighteen thirty seven fairy tale, The Little Mermaid, by <laughs> uh, Hans Christian Andersen. Of course, of course. She turns the phone yeah. hand. And it will probably be the first film we've watched that uh, premiered at the Polish 2016 Sundance Film oh, Festival. First Polish movie. Uh, yeah. Um, are there any... Are there? Are, how many Polish movies are there? Two. Um, this one and then The <laughs> Lore 2016. Uh, so. They love this word. Yeah. Yeah, this has actually been something. Like, I've actually had this in mind to re- to recommend, but I've never gotten around to it. Honest to God, we were still in school. Yeah. Yeah, like well, since like the first few episodes of the podcast, I've been thinking about this. Well, I'm pretty excited to check it out. So, make sure to watch that for next week. And now it's time for the plugs, everyone's favorite segment, in which I plug stuff. Uh, you can follow the Loft on YouTube. Our YouTube channel is called The Loft, and the easiest way to find us is there'll be a link in the description on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of other platforms you've probably never heard of. If you want to leave us a review on any of those platforms, you're welcome to it. I think iTunes is maybe the best one to do that, but, you know, do, do whatever you want. Um, you can follow The Loft on Twitter at the Loft 98 and you can follow Trevor on Twitter at the underscore PT99. And you, now you have a reason to follow us on Letterboxd because we're not doing the movies we watch segment anymore. So you might be wondering, what movies did they watch What have this we week? been up to? You can check it out on Letterboxd. What have those good old boys been up to? Uh, I'm at Scrub Thug on Letterboxd and Trevor is at PT99. And that's the episode. It feels like a really short episode for us, but it's because we recorded 50 minutes of it uh, five days ago. So, Anyway, yeah, have a good one. Have a blessed day, everyone. It's happy. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.